Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 1. And I have turned, and I see all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and lo, the tear of the oppressed, and they have no comforter, and at the hand of their oppressors is power, and they have no comforter. It's interesting because Solomon was the most powerful man on earth, and yet he saw that poor people were being oppressed and that no one was helping them. I wonder why. Because Solomon had the power to help these people. It's interesting that he pitied them, but he didn't have the compassion to actually do something for their suffering. King David did help those who were oppressed, and so did Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus had compassion on the people, not pity. But what you see here from Solomon is pity. Here he is, the most powerful man in the world, and yet he is saying that he looks on the oppressed. So that shows that he wasn't doing his job correctly as a king, because a king is supposed to enact judgments for the oppressed and take care of them. 2. And I am praising the dead who have already died above the living who are yet alive. 3. And better than both of them is he who hath not yet been, in that he hath not seen the evil work that hath been done under the sun. He says, It's better to be dead than to be alive, and it's even more better if you had never been born. It's Satan who wishes that you had never been born. And Satan is speaking through Solomon in this verse. He's insulting God because he is saying that what God created should have never been created. His heart was hardened against life. So he sounds like a really good Nazi. 4. And I have seen all the labor and all the benefit of the work, because for it a man is the envy of his neighbor. Even this is vanity and vexation of spirit. And here Solomon reveals that he's a hypocrite because he says it's vanity to keep laboring so that you can have more. But he labored more than anybody else. Now, of course, this could be how he knew this fact. 5. The fool is clasping his hands and eating his own flesh. He says that foolish people refuse to work and therefore they're poor and they don't have enough food. 6. Better is a handful of quietness than two handfuls with labor and vexation of spirit. But Solomon says it's better to be poor and only have a little bit of food as long as you have peace in your life than to have lots of food and no peace. 7. And I have turned and I see a vain thing under the sun. 8. There is one and there is not a second. Even son or brother he hath not and there is no end to all his labor. Solomon is saying that it's bad news if you're a single child because you'll have to do all the work that several children would have had to do for their parents. So those who don't have siblings have to work harder than those who have siblings. His eye also is not satisfied with riches, and he saith not, For whom am I laboring and breathing my soul of good? This also is vanity. It is a sad travail. Solomon is saying that it's sad that people have to work so hard for their riches. So now he's kind of going back to what he was talking about in chapter 1. How we work, 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 and in the end we're just going to die and somebody else will get our riches. Well now he's advanced that and he's saying that even in our own life we may not be able to enjoy our riches. 
He was so materialistic, and yet in chapter 3, he talked about how he didn't think life was important. He didn't value life at all. It seems to be the only thing that Solomon valued was material possessions, and this explains why he was so depressed. 9. The two are better than the one, in that they have a good reward by their labor. 10. For if they fall, the one raiseth up his companion, but woe to the one who falleth, and there is not a second to raise him up. Solomon says that if you have a friend to work by your side, then you can help each other out if one of you falls. But if you're working alone, then if you fall, no one will help you. This is true in our spiritual life as well. Unless we have Jesus by our side, when we fall, nobody will be there to pick us up. But in order for him to be our friend, we have to be his friend. Remember, Jesus loves everybody, but he is not friends with everybody. He's only friends with those who obey him. So by obeying Jesus, he will be there to lift us up when we fall. 11. Also, if two lie down, then they have heat, but how hath one heat? He says, when two people go to bed together, they keep each other warm in the bed. But if you go to bed by yourself, you're going to be cold. The animals always sleep together for this reason, because they keep each other warm. Companionship is highly valued in this life. 12. And if the one strengthen himself, the two stand against him, and the threefold cord is not hastily broken. If you're alone and you get attacked, it's hard to defend yourself, but if you have a friend, then you can fight off your attacker a lot easier. And if you have two friends, meaning there's three of you, you're virtually invincible. This is also an allusion to the Lord because he is invincible. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 13. Better is a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who hath not known to be warned any more. Solomon says it's better to be poor and wise than to be powerful and foolish. And we can see that in the lives of the movie stars and singers today. They're powerful but foolish, and they'll never be happy and they'll never be satisfied. Meanwhile, the poor nobodies who obey Jesus are totally satisfied and right in their minds. 14. For from a house of prisoners he hath come out to reign, for even in his own kingdom he hath not been poor. This is like a historical prophecy. This sounds like it's talking about Joseph. Joseph was imprisoned in Egypt. His own brothers attacked him in his homeland and sold him as a slave. Therefore he was made poor in his own country by his brothers. But when he went to Egypt, then he went to prison. Yet he came out of prison and reigned almost like Pharaoh, because he was the right hand of Pharaoh. This is also prophetic about Jesus Christ, because Jesus was sold by his own people to the cross. They had him crucified, and they were his Israelite brothers, and they had him crucified as if he were a criminal. Then he went down into the prison, which is Abraham's bosom, in the center of the earth, and set the captives free, the patriarchs who had been waiting for him. Then he reigned over the entire universe forever. So this is also prophetic about Jesus. Now, you can prophesy even if you're a sinner, because Jesus had King Saul prophesy twice when King Saul was in sin. Prophecy is a gift from the Lord. 
We don't get gifts because of our own merit or our own willingness to obey the Lord. We get gifts because the Lord puts it on us to grow his kingdom. We get the fruit of the Spirit by spiritual merit in the sense that the more we obey the Lord, the more fruit we have in the Spirit. But gifts are so he can work out his will in the lives of men, and we have no control over who gets the gifts or how they're used for God's glory. 15. I have seen all the living who are walking under the sun with the second youth who doth stand in his place. 16. There is no end to all the people, to all who were before them. Also the latter rejoice not in him. Surely this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Verse 14 was prophetic, but it was also a true story that Solomon knew about. He knew of an actual man who came out of prison and became a king in some country. He doesn't say who the man is or what country it is. But then he says that his son after him who will take his place, the people will not follow his son. So even though the man had great fame and power, the son who takes his place will not have that same power. And this is vanity as well. Even the man who was poor and then made great, that doesn't guarantee that his children will be great. So you can be a righteous person and end up having the rewards of righteousness, but that's no guarantee that your children will experience those rewards. Solomon says this is an evil as well, meaning this is bad for us. Solomon is continuously complaining that there's no guarantees in life. We can lose all that we worked for. But again, all of his complaints center around materialism. He was a very materialistic person at this stage in his life, and that's why he was so depressed. And that concludes Ecclesiastes chapter 4.